We're going straight to the Independence Day. Yeah, Will Smith. Hello, Internets, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Vitality Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I can't believe we said no to free beer, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who looks like an expert on worms. It's Mark. Howdy, gentlemen. That's two in a row of true things, Mark. Yeah. I mean, you're on <laughs> fire. You're warming up, yeah. at least. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crack Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we're coming off last week's abject disaster uh, with a Jake pick. <laughs> this week, we watched 1990s Tremors, uh, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, ordinarily, this is where I'd tell you to go over to patreon.com slash A to Z Horror and support the show. But this is not the time for that in these trying times. Support yourselves, support your families, stay safe. If you do have a little cash kicking around, you're looking to burn, throw it for uh, somewhere worthy like Feeding America or local breweries is another one for which we advocate. Uh, but now let's dive into our own little brand of escapism and talk some horror. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for the 1990 film uh, Tremors? Yeah, keeping it in Utah as always. I am drinking a 50 caliber IPA by Vernal. So it's not necessarily the most local of local beers, but Vernal is a tiny little town on the east side of the state. Uh, They probably need my help just as much, and this beer is pretty damn good. Uh, Now, why I'm drinking it, this movie is at least in part about big-ass guns and using those big-ass guns against big-ass worms. Uh, and the dude on the cover of this thing has this big old sniper rifle thing that kind of reminds me of the elephant gun. That's fair enough. Now, they do state the caliber of the elephant gun, which is not 50, but no. that's okay, Mark. I still <laughs> no, appreciate it's, what you're doing. It's like, this is, well, and a 50 caliber is a half caliber, right? It's .5. The thing they shoot in the the movie is like a four caliber. <laughs> it's huge. It's massive. <laughs> but either way, I like it. Jake, how about you? What are you drinking? I went with not a beer this week uh-oh it's kind of weird i so i've i've condensed even my local brewery selections to really hone in on the ones that i want to throw my money at as things are as dire as they're probably going to get and i don't know my it makes me feel like my money's going farther if i'm kind of consolidating it towards the ones i like the most so that actually does a doozy to what i'm able to do from a beers for fear standpoint but but one cool thing, one of our favorite local restaurants, they've they've been closed for probably about the last month. They've been doing a lot uh, with some of the other local organizations that have been feeding people in need. Um, they opened back up this week for takeout, and they have, like, bottled wine size bottles of cocktails that you can get. And they they bottled up their Gold Rush cocktail. And this is a movie that's happening in, like, a dust bowl like not dust bowl but like tumbleweedy out of the way ex mining town ex mining (laughs) town uh i know that nevada is the silver state but uh gold rush is as good as i'm going to be able to do from a cocktail standpoint and this thing is fucking boozy so let's go what is like in it what is in it what's in a gold rush yeah bourbon uh lemon juice and honey simple gotcha yeah now jake i 
pretty sure I know the local establishment of which you speak, but you want to just make sure, like, ease my, yeah. just assuage my... Bitter Creek Ale House. They, yeah, there, are, there are three restaurants that are kind of together under the same ownership, but, yeah, it's one of our favorites here. Hell yeah, dude. I like it. Um, even though there's no spirits in this movie for you to be consuming with your spirits. You know. Um, all right. Well, I did do a local brewery. Jake, uh, you've decided to consolidate the beers, uh, the breweries you're supporting. I've decided to just heroically drink a ton more beer. That's also um, a totally justifiable <laughs> way to approach this whole thing, Jack. And frankly, more heroic. Yes, I would. Yeah, in a certain <laughs> way, it's much more heroic. You're Not right. all heroes wear capes, you guys. Some of them so, have a top knot. Some of them <laughs> Jack, do have a top knot. I can't get a haircut, Mark. Don't call me out like that, Jesus. I just wanted to make sure that the listener knows you have a top knot. I was wearing this nice toque a second ago, but Jake, you know how hot it gets in this fucking room. It is unreal. I can't the, imagine right the now. The AC is still broken. It's insane. Um, either way, I did curbside pickup from Payette Brewing here in Boise, and I got myself a Flyline Vienna-style lager. Uh, this is a beer, the, the that imagery. That is not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, I also got some Rustlers, but full okay, disclosure, okay, okay. I, I drank all those last night, so Fair. I couldn't. Uh, I was going to okay. try to fake it out today, but <laughs> I consumed those last night. Um, but I did get a Flyline, uh, also Vienna Lager, because this movie, the turning point and how they figure out how to defeat these things, involves a tactic that uh, is inspired by fly fishing. Um, and you know, and it's a nice, it's a nice lager uh, in the great in the heat. I've been crushing them, and I'm drinking it out of an Idaho Horror Film Festival glass, so that's lovely too. Winners it's all, all around. It's, Hell, it's all lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but boys, drinking beers and watching the movie Tremors isn't the, on- isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit. So Mark, what else has been rocking your horror world except, wait, I forgot. First, we got to pay up on some Lost Beers for Fears bets. Let's do the Lost Beers for Fears version of Rocking Horror Worlds. Cue that sound effect, Future Jack. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! Uh, now, boys, I've got one to talk about. Mark, I think you might have the same thing, so let's start with Jake. Jake, you got anything you got to pay up for? No, I think that one poll where I OO just went final within the last week, so I'm going to need to take a look at that and then watch the movie, whatever it is that I need to watch. But as of right now, I'm as close to being paid up as I could be. Hell yeah, I like it. Okay. Uh, Mark, do you have anything besides the one I think we're sharing in common? Nope, just the one that we are sharing. Then we're being very cryptic about this. This is I, strange. I, well, What's the you know, movie, Mark, guys? It's a secret. Uh, so we lost the beers for fears. We tied losing for the movie Boo. Um, Boo! Which With I, maybe an exclamation point, maybe not. It's un- very unclear. Okay. Um, and for some reason, they were all like old kind of 80s classics i think were all the the choices mark why what it was, was just the... like it, yeah it was like classic b movies it was sort of like boo was trying to be a b movie let's watch an actual good b movie gotcha hell yeah so and i think we got to choose anyway you you picked first you picked critters yeah it was a three-way tie between critters piranha and leprechaun uh, i had never seen critters before oh shit okay. <laughs> and i felt like the vibe of it uh, matched pretty well with Tremors, so I was like, boom, we're going to do this as a double feature. Okay. You were okay. wrong about the vibe days. of it. I wasn't wrong? No, you were not. Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I guess I shouldn't say I've never seen this movie before because I've seen like snippets of this movie before on television, but I've never like sat down and committed to watching it. And this is like the D. Wallace movie, at least as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, well, I mean, there's Boo as well, if you recall. She's in that. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, she uh, has a prominent role as the mother of the family. Crit- not in Critters. <laughs> yeah. Not yes, in, in Critters. Not in Boo, yeah. Uh, this movie fucking rules. From what, 82, I think? I rented it, or I bought it on Amazon because it was a dollar more than renting it would have been. 86, but yeah. Yeah, 86, yeah. Uh, so it is available to rent or purchase on Amazon. And, uh, man, this is just a fucking ton of fun. It it, ha- it does that thing a lot of these great movies do, which is it is funny, but it's not, like, so funny that it's dumb and annoying. That It's not just, like, chock-a-block full of jokes. And the actors yeah, are, for the most part, playing it straight. It's not a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like has funny shit in it. I did forget how coy they were with showing you the critters, though. You don't see a lot of the critters for a long time in this thing. You gotta get that monster reveal, you know? Hell yeah. And then when you do, man, I love these fucking puppets. Dude, everything... This movie rules. (laughs) The, (laughs) The intro section on the space station is absolutely incredible not what i thought this movie was going to be and then all of a sudden you have this like hologram and the the two dudes the the two bounty hunters who are just like faceless entities and one of them transforms into johnny steel <laughs> danger in the night or whatever <laughs> yeah power of the night yeah that's what it is Fuck. that's the other thing this movie does right i miss the days when movies would have power anthems written specifically just for the movie we need to bring that back. There's no reason why that escaped us. That's one of the reasons why Will Smith movies are so good. It's half of them have a Will Smith song in it. It's got how awesome half, it is. Dude. It's got it. You're hedging hard. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's released a lot of shit recently that doesn't have his own Really? Is he song. trying to be a serious older actor? Is he trying to be I a think gentleman so. now? I think oh, so. That's yeah. why he hit Hancock. fucking seen The Pursuit of Happiness or Seven Pounds or any Ooh. of those horse shit films? No. Why would I see that? No. <laughs> they're so yeah, they're bad. bad. Have you seen Men in Black or The Wild Wild West? Yeah, yes. you have because both of them have theme songs by Will Smith. <laughs> Ooh, dude. Look at Wild Wait, West. I, I Jim hate, West, Desperado. I hate to admit this and ask this question because of my own fandom for this movie, but does Independence Day have a song by Smith? I don't think it does. I do not. Think I don't know it if I've watched either. all the way through the end of the credits on that. Maybe in the I, credits. I don't We're think it does. Straight to the Independence Day. Okay. Yeah, okay. Will Smith. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about critters. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. No, I have a question on that. <laughs> okay. This is another tangent. Why do the Ramones get to keep their legitimacy when they recorded an objectively terrible song for uh, Pet Cemetery, but fucking of Montreal gets like lambasted for recording or for selling one of their songs to Outback Steakhouse. I am unaware of this this thing that you're talking These about. These are two very different things. Uh, I mean, I just think in the past you could get away with like making cool, campy, kitschy songs yeah, I, in a I, way that you can't now. I agree with that. I think that the landscape has changed. Now everybody's this fucking hipster gatekeeper about like what sanctity and oh, music yeah. is. Tell us about kids these days. I don't want to talk about kids these days, Mark. <laughs> of Montreal's a little too old for kids. Yeah, I, I guess even my modern reference of that was still 11 years old. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Maybe even older shit. Oh, that's God damn it. Right. Okay, let's talk and, about critters. And that's the last no, no, time a band right. sold out, believe it or not. <laughs> 11 years ago. Critters rules. Yay. <laughs> Um, I do like that this is a decidedly pro-cat movie with the inclusion of Whiskers or whatever the fuck. Chewy, that was Mark, his name. Mark, you gotta Chewy. stop. 
<laughs> Dude. I need you to stop. Great, great cat acting in this movie. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I need you to Whatever. stop. Whatever. Critter, Critters is awesome. I don't think it's free anywhere, but you can rent it everywhere you can rent movies so whatever go watch it i had a hell of a fun time and it paired well with tremors (laughs) yeah it was uh it was a great watch i i enjoyed the pick and mark i like that you made the selection for me that was that was lovely (laughs) yeah you're welcome not having a pick is really a nice thing i i probably would have picked leprechaun honestly you think so yeah jen aniston man yeah before she was cool yeah but i don't know of those Critters is the one that I've definitely seen the least and that I've seen Critters once. I would have picked Critters. Yeah. Well, know. it's Good pick. delightful. Good there was, there was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking delightful. I don't have anything else to talk about paying up for either, so let's cue Scatman and get into regular rocking horror worlds. Scatman's world. All right, Jake, what you got? Hey, what else you've been watching? Uh, I've seen one other movie this week. It's still busy. Uh, do you yeah. know what else pairs well with Tremors? What's that? Tremors 2. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> Aftershocks. <laughs> So I have, this is going to be a weird one because I don't think that I've ever on the podcast talked about a movie that is a sequel of the movie we're here to review, but I watched this earlier in the week and I felt the need to go to the next movie. I'm going to just try not to tip my hand on my feelings for Tremors, (laughs) but I will say that more of my like fond memories of what Tremors as a holistic thing is are related to Tremors 2, not the original Tremors Kevin Bacon movie. And I that's think I know kind what you mean by thing. that. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing, but like I've 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 definitely seen Tremors 2 more times than the original Tremors. And that was the one that for some reason was like the darling of the um movie rental store that I would go to and like if I couldn't think of something and my mom was putting me on the clock, I would rent Tremors too. Like that would fucking happen. Hundred percent. That's awesome. Um, so it's I've also weird to say that times. like Tremors plays it a little more straight than Tremors Two does. Totally. I mean, Tremors Two. Tremors Two is interesting though because I think I mean it, uh, you're right. Tremors plays it a little more straight than Tremors Two, but Tremors Two I think does some it does some intelligent things where like you don't have the mystery involved, so that's great. Don't even act like you have the mystery involved, and you have characters that return know what's up and know what happened in the first movie and then you like send them in so like table stakes are you're gonna go into this place where they've discovered these graboids heavily armed like it leans into the go and monster hunt side of things which (laughs) is super fun and then it brings in the not to get too spoilery but you could see this in the trailer like the tremors are chest bursting like these little runny ones that like run around on the ground and like poke these fucking vagina-looking orchid things off their heads and, like, listen to you that way and run at you and eat your face off and all that stuff. It's so much fun. Jake, remind so me what fun. the in, in-universe in explanation for Kevin Bacon not being in the second movie is. Is it just, like, oh. he's married now or something? I They explain it away pretty, like, blasé. They, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember really being like, don't it. fucking worry about he, it. It's, it's Earl basically <laughs> just, like, talks about, like, experiences that he had, and it's all done in such a way that it's, like, to emphasize the stupidity of the new main character or his new sidekick, which they lean way too much into. Like, the dude doesn't even know how to fucking play rock, paper, scissors in this movie. <laughs> like, he doesn't understand fundamentally what rock, paper, scissors is. Yeah. So, definitely not a straight... Uh, in terms of how it plays it, they just lean heavy into the stupidity, but I think that it works pretty well. I actually, I, I might like two more than one, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, look, it's kind of a nice we'll, little We'll talk pick. about that here in a little bit. Okay. I like it. I like the pick, though. How did you watch it? 
It's also on Netflix. It's right Hell there. Hell yeah. To it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, do you got any bangers or do you want to go second here? <laughs> I, I have a moderate one. I'll, I'll go second. I'll go in the middle. Because uh, I actually had I had a pretty good duo of movies to go along with Tremors. So Critters, more on the uh, silly monster type side. Uh, this next one, though, is more just like a Western movie. Jack, you watched this already. I watched The Wind. Nice, oh, Fuck yeah, I loved this movie Mark so fucking much. Mark probably fucking hated this one. <laughs> I, well, you're not far off. It's, I will readily admit and understand that this is an objectively good horror movie. Uh, it's still just not my bag. Sure, that's period piece Western horror is just not something that does it for me at all. <laughs> that's okay. I, I like the obviously the atmosphere is pretty incredible of being yeah. stuck in the prairie and you can only see the lights, the candlelight of the house that's whatever a mile Quarter away. A mile or Your half other mile neighbors away. in the town who are the other half of the town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Population is now four. It has its moments. Um, and obviously you kind of know what you're getting into. Like it's, it's an atmospheric slow burn type thing. Um, even knowing that going in, like, I don't know this, it's just not my, not my zhuzh, not my oeuvre. Fair enough. How'd you watch it? I got this one in, uh, in the mail on okay. from Netflix. Yeah. Okay. It's also available. I rented it on Amazon, so it is available for that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, exactly. kind of expected, but, uh, no, it is a, I'm glad you can appreciate it. It's a well-made horror movie. It's a good movie. That's going to be for a small percentage of people. <laughs> that movie is so hard. My jam. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I've got a couple of things this week. I'll start with the podcast I've been listening to. Uh, this is a podcast by friend of the show, director Chelsea Stardust. Uh, nice. She, yeah. yeah, it's the the show is called The Horror of It All. Is the podcast? Uh, the conceit of it is Adam Rakoff, who's like an author and a horror fan, um, and a guest they have on have a debate about like horror quote unquote like truths, like things that are accepted in the horror world. And Chelsea Stardust moderates the debate, though she is not an objective moderator whatsoever. Um she, but she's just arguing for one side. <laughs> yeah, pretty, definitely. Yeah. Um there's only two episodes out so far. The most recent one was uh the like so Adam's theory on that that he had to defend was that Alien is bad. Um, and they had the director of Starry Eyes and the new Pet Cemetery on to argue the alien is good standpoint. And um, is is he taking this side because he actually believes that and he wants to have a discussion about it? Or was he randomly assigned the regrettable take of aliens are bad? So he does debate class. Bad, whatever. No, he, ju- he apparently wrote it. I'm actually going to check out his book. Apparently all of these positions are from a book he wrote a few years ago. He genuinely holds these beliefs. And it's not quite that Alien is bad. He thinks that Alien is an overrated movie with a lot of problems. Um, and so he talks about that. Um, but he does genuinely hold those beliefs. He's not being randomly assigned to play a devil's advocate. Um, but it's a well-produced show. It's pretty fun. They're uh, nice and short. Um, you know, short podcasts are the define, only way to go. Define nice and short because we're like, damn, that was a nice and short podcast after we're done recording. And it's like, 85 uh, minutes. 90? Yeah. Uh, episode two was 36 minutes long, Love I think. 30-minute mark. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good show. I will say it was really, really hard for me to find. It's called The Horror of It All, but I searched for that on two different podcatchers and couldn't find it. The way I ended up finding it was I searched for Fangoria Frequencies, which I think is a podcast channel, and I yeah. just had to like hunt through that feed to find the two episodes of it in there. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it's The Horror of It All or, fang- or 
Fangoria frequencies. What did, what did I just say? Fangoria frequencies. I'm and I'm assuming it'll get easier to find over time. Like I know for damn sure it took us a minute. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But it's definitely worth checking out. It's a fun show, and I like the idea of like uh, debating quote unquote unassailable horror truths. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. Format. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, so I like that a whole bunch. Um, the movie that I watched was a Shudder movie. I think this is like maybe a year-old Korean movie that Shudder got distribution rights to. It's a Shudder exclusive now, it says. Uh, this movie is called 0.0 Megahertz. Uh, I have, have either no of you guys what this is. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Um, this is a Korean uh, supernatural horror movie. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I think you'll get the gist of this movie when I tell you what 0.0 megahertz means. 0.0 megahertz is allegedly the frequency at which, when your brain is resonating at, you can communicate with the dead. Okay. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay. So, I mean, in conceit, this movie plays out like there is a group of like early twenty somethings who have like a I don't know paranormal investigation company. But um, and and they uh, they go to investigate this haunted asylum, and so it's like half haunted house, half possession. Yeah, sounds familiar. They're My group- first question. Uh huh. Yeah. How does how does a brain resonate? Uh my god, you can't. It's okay. This this isn't a great movie. I didn't love this movie. <laughs> Mark, it's the frequencies uh- <laughs> in your brain resonating, not your brain. It's. It's unbelievable. They also, like, hook up all these bits and boops to this woman's head and then have her lay down to try and communicate with the dead. And this guy's reading off this computer monitor that's just going down from 5.6, and he's, like, reading out every time it ticks down by 0.1 until it's eventually going to 0.0 when the haunting's starting. And it's but it's counting down from like five point six. It's a it's a haunting countdown. It's like you can tell when the haunting's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. That removes what's good about a haunting is that you don't fucking know. But then also when it gets to zero point zero, it plays like a flat line sound, like from an EKG, and it's like, wait, they're sure. hooked up to her head, not her fucking heart. What are you talking about? And I I so yes, I don't understand Mark, I have no idea how to answer your question. It doesn't it's not explained in the Jack, movie. Jack, they're 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 pumping they're pumping the light inside of her. I don't know how, but the medical they, they got the light. In there. The medical the doctors did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the yes, skin Mark. and other ways. Yes, Mark. Uh, what is the importance of of the unit megahertz if the quantity is zero? None. Would it not uh, also be zero point zero kilohertz? It's zero point zero. A lot of things. It yeah. turns <laughs> out zero point okay, zero. Like almost anything. It's never explained even a little bit. Um, it's terrible. Um, why did you watch this? Because I was just looking for a movie to watch. I'm trying to watch more movies that came out this year. It's a 2020 movie, and it was on Shutter, like featured. So I watched it. Okay, turned on Shutter. Um, it does have some cool imagery and two good scares in it, as far as I'm concerned. But otherwise, this is a so, movie that is as predictable as you could possibly imagine. Like it has all of the horror tropes that you could possibly imagine. And there were times when I'm like, oh, it's going to do that thing where they want me to think this is the jump scare, but then the jump scare is going to happen 10 seconds later. It's like, nope, that's just the jump scare. It's, it's oh, God. <laughs> no, uh, they went for the obvious one. Okay. Yep, you can see them all coming. This also features some of the worst CGI I've seen in a modern film. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, there's also a scene where a gentleman is trapped underneath a house by a mound of CGI hair. Uh, <laughs> that also might be part of a bird. So what I'm getting from you is that this is a hard recommend. Yeah, I, ca- I can't. I wish I could recommend this one, but I cannot, sadly. Um, Dang. 
Yeah, from Mike. I also couldn't find much about it when I was Googling around. It does appear to contain some famous actors, uh, but I have not heard of any of them or wasn't able to tell what else they've been in. I think they're Korean famous actors. They're famous in Korea. Um, and uh, I am seeing that Leonardo DiCaprio is in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Leo's one of the main ghost hunters. <laughs> yeah. Leo has a bit part. <laughs> yeah, he's playing a 22-year-old. Yeah. It's it, That's part of the bad CG. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, it's the deep uh, fake shit. I can't not recommend this movie, but, uh, you know, it's on there. If you want to kill an hour and 43 minutes, it's there. I don't. That's also <laughs> you could kill it. You could kill it, and then you could reduce your brain resonance to 0.0 megahertz, and then talk to it. Communicate with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Boo. Summon it into reality somehow. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't love it. But hey, that's all I've got. No bangers, unfortunately, except Chelsea Stardust podcast, which was rad. Let's go to the feature presentation. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1990s Tremors. Jake, this was a Jake pick. Sure was, Jack. And now you you told us a little bit about your history. Seems like yeah. that's more with Tremors 2 than Tremors. It is. Did it you is. see Tremors before Tremors 2 when you were a kid? I don't remember. It's a really good question. The, the timeline's a little fuzzy for me. Um, they kind of cohabitate. They just, like, Tremors is the thing that's in my brain. The one yeah, thing that I definitively know space, is that yeah. I would lean towards Tremors 2 when I would go to the video store, Jack. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I saw this when I was a kid, too. This was like a Saturday afternoon UPN viewing for me. Sure. Like, TV show popped on. Oh, yeah. man. Fond memories of this one. It's a pretty easy one to have on TV. It is. It's yeah. great. This is a real PG-13 movie, and it like embodies all of it and uh, yep. successfully. So I will say I also have a special fondness for this movie because I remember this afternoon so vividly. It was like a really freezing cold Saturday in Minneapolis. Okay. And ordinarily, when you're a kid, you got the Saturday morning cartoons, right? Not anymore. Kids today just fucking have cartoons all the fucking time, whatever. But back in the day, cartoons only Saturday mornings. You have to pick your spots, yeah. And then the Saturday morning cartoons would end, and the television would pivot so hard into depressing garbage immediately yeah. <laughs> when the last Sometimes cartoon it was, was over. And one time, one fateful Saturday, I was like already feeling depressed when my show, like the last half hour block of cartoons had started, and I was already getting depressed for when it would pivot into whatever horse shit reality yeah, that's like that's like the childhood version of the sunday series <laughs> it really was and but then i i like went to go get a glass of juice or whatever came back and tremors was on and oh man what a good saturday that was that is good and yeah. you knew nothing of it but you were probably just enraptured I oh imagine. fuck yeah my dad also like sat down to watch it too because he'd seen it before i think yeah it's uh, a it's a siren song of a flick Hell yeah, spoilers. man! You yeah, you hear you hear it coming, and you you flock. Yeah, and the second you see Kevin Bacon peeing, you're like, I'm in, I'm in for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> and luckily enough for you, that happens like the first ten seconds of the film, so you are just you're ready for it. He you pees a lot Bacon in butt. this movie. Him peeing is prominently <laughs> featured in this movie. Mark, how about you? What's your history with the film? Uh, this is one of those ones that I saw. I don't think I was aware of it when it came out, and then I probably watched it in like. Maybe 97, 98, I would have been walking home with one of my uh, friends from elementary school, and we'd swung by his house, and I hung out for a little while, and we had Tremors on in the background for some reason. It was the first time I'd seen it, and he fucking loved that movie, so there you go. Nice. Very solid. And, I mean, I've seen it, I don't know, four or five times since since that fateful day. Yeah, exactly. From there, there was a, there was a golden period where... 
you would just channel surf for a while as a kid. I don't think people do that anymore. I definitely don't do it myself anymore. But, you know, you'd just pop around to whatever movie channels were on, and it would always be like the Green Mile, whatever thing was on Comedy Central, like So I Married an Axe Murderer or something like that, and then Tremors was always on somehow on, like, USA. <laughs> Characters, uh, welcome. Yeah, USA exactly. USA is the perfect yes. It's yes, USA. <laughs> that is That is right. Oh shit! Yeah, no. This, Does that this fucking crap, channel so. even exist anymore? Does anyone who's wa- listening to this—I almost said watching—know what the hell we're talking about? Yeah, Jake. Yeah. USA is the home of suits, maybe. <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. Endorsement. It was definitely <laughs> a ringing endorsement. I was going to yeah, say it's yeah. the home yeah. of USA. Shows? I think USA actually still televises first round NBA playoffs. So I'm a goon. It was, it was also good. I was going to say it's the home of current television shows Psych and Monk, but both of those have been off the air for 10 <laughs> yeah, years. Burn notice. And burn notice. Years old. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Anyway, we've all seen it. There you Yay. go. Yay. Jake, you picked this movie. Sure did, Jack. You know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Val and Earl are handymen in Nevada in a tiny little kind of western ex-mining town. Weird shit starts happening. People are dying, disappearing. They don't know. It gets gruesome. They discover that they're kind of getting eaten by like a little worm type creature. Turns out it's not just a little worm. It's a big ass worm and there are four of them and they are all trapped. They have to figure out how to defeat these monsters. And the rest of the movie is that, them figuring it out like kind of eventually killing them all and it ends when they kill the last worm that's all that happens time time <laughs> i don't know nice. you know kind of kind of panic there towards the end are there four of them i thought there were three of them i think there might actually be five there's, there's four three there's three at the end and, and they then, killed the first one so four. and they okay. killed the first one in the at the weird cement canal thing okay that math checks out yeah. so there's four perfect hey don't play in canals kids don't play in canals the more than the empty ones. I don't know that they can save your life. What if a graboid's chasing you? Uh, I think the dangers of flooding a canal and drowning are greater than the dangers of graboids. Really? <laughs> yes. I don't know about that. That math doesn't <laughs> check out. Yeah, no, no way to check that math. I've only almost drowned in a canal once. <laughs> and how many graboids? And how many have you times have you by? almost gotten eaten by a graboid? Yeah. <sighs> I don't care to share. Too that many to count. Too many to too count. Many it's to too count. hard. It's too hard to talk about, you I, guys. You know, I, there's <laughs> the a, memories are raw. Yeah, man. You know, fuck. Uh, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror that fits into, and I except monster because that's mine. I was waiting comedy. for which one you were gonna take. It's a yeah, monster comedy action. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's action. Whatever. Hell yeah. I'd fine. give you western. I'd give you western as well. No. No. <laughs> It this takes is, place in the West with but people that's wearing cowboy hats, sort of. One of them does. I, this is, this is, I think this counts almost as a modern Western. Like, the whole... The landscape is very much part of this movie. I agree with that. But the Western movie genre, as genre. Alex Trebek would say, is more than just the landscape of it. But Jack, it okay, embodies fine. that loneliness. You know? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, yeah, I guess it, it doesn't really have the loneliness or the like distaste for modern society. It, it, I guess it really, it really isn't a western. So okay, we're just okay. gonna leave that one off. Um, is it is it body horror though? No, it, <laughs> okay. it's. I mean, it's a it's it's a B movie. Yeah, that's fair. Hundred yeah, P. It's a B big. It's a big budget, high value, popular. Yeah, it's a, it's B a capital. Movie. It's a capital B movie. 
But is it is it the B movie with Jerry Seinfeld? Mm, doesn't hold candle. I don't know. No. What's the <laughs> deal with honey? I never saw that movie. I don't even know. <laughs> is that even a line, or are you just riffing on what you? Think I don't Jerry know. That's Seinfeld that's what I assume the movie's about. I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I no. I think you got it spot on. <laughs> Nailed it in one. Uh, boys. Yeah. Let's just dive right the fuck in. What does this movie do right? And unlike last week, we're going to have some stuff to talk about. Oh, in, in this category, you mean? I thought mm-hmm. you were, t- for a split second there, I thought you meant in general. I was like, actually, Jack, turns out we had a lot to talk about with the last <laughs> Yeah, movie. we had a lot to talk about how much of a pervert Patreon member Larry is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Noted. Pervert. I'm going to start, I'm going to start with maybe a contentious one, which is a weird place to start, but I think that this concept is pretty unique not that like it's a monster movie but when you get a little bit deeper into what this like what you end up seeing on screen yeah exactly what you see on screen here is kind of bonkers like who coming up with the idea to have subterranean monster worm things that chase you around and eat you and use sound to do so in this tiny little nondescript mining town in Nevada is a hell of a thing. Yeah, and even to the like more specific elements of first it being underground tiny little snakes that chase after you that are still like as big as your wrist, but like snakes that it turns out are just the tentacles of enormous monsters. It's it's kind of funny cuz like you can you can think about where their inspirations came from cuz the the tongue versus the actual size of the worm is not only like that's that's basically the you're gonna need a bigger boat part of this movie like you can kind of see where inspirations came from but then to bring it into what you end up seeing as this package that's what i think it does right because it is its own weird little world and i love it for that yes very unique i think i think they got the inspiration for the tongue versus the larger thing uh from that episode of spongebob SpongeBob? yeah yeah yeah, where there's the large worm it's just yeah exactly Sandy's yeah. like, what? <laughs> God, this is a very specific reference. Yeah, but a great one. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's not the worm. It's the worm's tongue. <laughs> and yeah. then they run away. And then the worm falls on the town. That's a classic. God, it's a good episode. <laughs> and it inspired Tremors, believe it or not. That's Some great. 11 years in the future. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, don't don't fuck me with details here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jake, the concept is great. Uh, I'll just I'm gonna put Kevin Bacon into this whole category of what it does right. He's fucking delightful. Uh, he totally. is. I think you can expand that to just the entire cast. Yeah, I think that the cast is pretty well done for the most part. Kevin yeah. Bacon is like easily the most notable name, except for maybe Reba McIntyre. That's her uh, first where- movie, man. Yeah, who, and this was her first movie, so I don't know if she really had the pull at this point. No. But, um, <laughs> Not for movies. At least pull as an actress, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he does lend like the star power that you probably need to put on like posters and stuff for people to see the movie initially, but overall, the entire cast is actually pretty incredible yeah. and has pretty phenomenal chemistry with each other and and they're especially all especially playing... with Fred Ward as well with yeah. between between Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward See, those two their chemistry pop. is amazing but then i think my favorite character in and this is i'm really trying not to get too far into what tremors general is but michael <laughs> oh. gross as burt gummer <laughs> as the fucking weird militaristic bug out guy is so good He's yeah. fantastic. But all, that's what I was going to say. Like Another thing the movie does really well is the characters are all 
kind of tropes, right? They're all slightly exaggerated versions of kinds of people, you know, but none of them are so much that, that it's irritating or like too much. And they all, or that prevents them from having good chemistry with other people. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think a good example of that is the kind of unfortunate certain, like, Walters, you you said tropes, and we're going to talk about some racial tropes that are in this movie. There are two of them. Walters, more (laughs) prominent, but they still, like, it works. It kind of works. Yeah, and and the joke is never on them or their characters. No, it's not. No, and I mean, while we're talking about Walter, who's played by Victor Wong, like, he is still, even then, a turned-down version of roles, very similar roles he's played in other movies, like totally. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> totally. Where it's actually, believe it or not, less racist <laughs> than the other movies he's been in at the time. So, I don't know if that's really redemption at all for this movie. No, but... it's not, but it's still, like, it coalesces into something that works. Like, you kind of know what you're getting into with a movie like this, and it just, whatever. There's a synergy to it. Well, and to be clear, like, only his, like, very broadest strokes, mannerisms, and, like, voice are what we're worried about. There's nothing from a plot perspective or even from a, like, writing perspective particularly troubling about his character or the no, other. No, not really. I mean, it's just, like, a character. town of ten people, and then, of course, the, the, like, the store is minded by this Chinese guy. Yeah. But, Whatever. yeah. But, but all the characters, like, and, like you guys said, the chemistry is great. Hundo P. I'm going to go to the skyboxes, which is something I, I talked about kind of a little bit already when I was trying to shoehorn Westerns in. But um, there is almost no shot in this movie. I guess they're inside the general store for a little while. But essentially everything else is shot with just this pretty incredible backdrop of the valley that they're in yeah. or the mountains that it's they're beautiful. working against or whatever. Yeah. I'm not totally familiar with the term skyboxes, but I think that's a video games thing. And if it is, I'd like to say fuck you because this is a like shot in real outdoors. So it's not like a... I don't think skybox is the right Yeah, it's not... Term. Okay, fine. If that's if that's what you're Is that what skybox that mean. means, though? Like from a video game? I think... No, I don't... Well, I think it just means the backdrop of a scene. I think, Typically. But I think it means that because you have to make it a box in video games. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking well, about. Well, maybe. Anyways, fine. The scenery, then. Whatever. Everybody they, knows they the earth shot... is box-shaped, and I won't hear otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's not flat. It's bo- it's, a, it's a cube. Um. Anyways, my point here is th- I think the scenery is at least part of like in a way what informs what this movie is. You can't have Tremors set in fucking New York City. Or whatever. Tremors Weaving. three into hood. <laughs> I think you're getting your uh, you're getting your wires crossed. That's a that's a different <laughs> franchise. That being said, I don't know where Tremors goes after fucking two. Two goes to Mexico. So where do they go after that? Uh, three comes back to perfection. Four, I don't know. Five is I think in Antarctica. That's the one that um, came out last year. Cold day in hell or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then six is coming out this year, and it's set on a tropical island. So Fucking, we'll see how that goes. Of course, of course. Uh, but in any case, it's it's sort of like a water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink type of thing, where it's just like they're trapped in this gigantic landscape, generally on a series of boulders. Uh, yeah. And that whole, cu- like, the way that's shot of, like, just being constrained to this tiny little spot, uh, and you can't run anywhere because there's these land sharks running around. I like that. Interestingly enough, I think that was the original title of this movie, right? Until they were told no. Because it would have been copyright infringement on the best 90s cartoon show, Street Sharks. You guys remember Street Sharks? Yeah, I remember Street Sharks. Or something that was like, you can't use this. 
Oh, yeah, it definitely huh. wasn't the cartoon from 1996, Street okay. Sharks. Yeah. Hey, like, while we're talking about uh, 90s television and 2000s television, I would also just like to point out that this is very blatantly ripped off in an episode of Young Hercules with starring Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it was one of the best episodes. It was very emotionally poignant. One of the people died. It was strange for a Fox uh, like after school type show. I'm trying to think if there was an episode of The Wish Kid about this, but you know, I don't think that there was. Would have been on like right before Big Bad Beetleborgs. No, the the Wish Kid came on right before the All Stars or the Pro Stars. You guys remember the Pro Stars? Wayne Gretzky, no. Bo Jackson, and who else? And, they would have uh, had one from at, for at least four sports. No, there were three. Bo there were three, and I think Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan Why, part of the Bo, Pro Stars. Because Bo Bo goes both ways, so he's baseball and football. I believe and they that's got correct. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, of course. How do you, Jake? How do you not know about this fucking career, cartoon? I, I didn't watch cartoons, man. I wasn't a cartoon kid. I, I gotta, I gotta look this up, or I won't be able to think about anything else. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. Jack's just gonna Google. just scare, just scarecrow Jack for a minute. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Jake and I will keep talking. Jack, if you could just scarecrow your own audio, channel. just scarecrow your mind for a second. Just I was yourself. right. I was right. It's Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. So it, they covered for the four major sports by having Bo Jackson, the greatest athlete of all time, swing both ways. Exactly. Great. And they would. Uh, they they were you know by day just regular multi-million or millionaire star athletes but by night they would don their superpowers and become elite crime fighting pair triplet that that's that's a banger it is i, I have yeah. really is. it yeah. was it wasn't quite as good is as and was it wasn't quite as good as wish kid which came on right before it but it was pretty fucking good yeah i did not expect us to get down this deep into a into a hole of 90s television. Let me I'm tell you something else that I think this movie does right. <laughs> and it's animatronic worms. Puppetry and animatronics. Yep. Yes. Both, I think, were used. Uh pretty damn good. It looks good, guys. I like it. Oh, and I love them. I love it. It looks so it looks much. great. I mean, the the graboids themselves are phenomenally made. Obviously, I mean they have a bunch of different shots of them, the thing falling off, the, the jumping through the cliff or whatever, the thing submerged in sand that they buried and then unburied it so that it would have, like, the dusted look to it near the canal. Um, but honestly, like, one of the best shots in the movie is the the one that they're taking directly from Jaws where it's the, from, the, whatever, underneath the sidewalk, the raised sidewalk in the town where the Graboid's going oh. underneath and they're running away from it. Right, that's, that's such a shot. classic monster movie shot of just, like, the, the planks flattering up. up in a re yeah man i yeah. love it i was having a lot of trouble picturing the shape of an entity that could make that happen with floorboards under sand because it's so it's just like one at a time happens pretty much but hey i don't care it looks fucking awesome and i love that's it that's a part that, a lot of that's for later if we want to it's go got a very far. steep forehead very <laughs> steep and i mean while we're talking about these scenes the what they did with the buildings too is actually pretty incredible as well just demolishing these things for the hell of it for the sake of the shot well yeah and and i mean like like a town like this might be none of them are really built on a foundation right they're all just kind of sitting on top of the earth yeah yeah which well, one, I mean, now we're getting into like the lore of the thing but sure i mean but that that serves not only the like plot in that they can't stay up there forever because they will just get shaken down but two the ability to just fucking flatten them as an effect yeah and obviously they did for the actual, like, 
it makes sense in world, but also the fact that they actually did build these buildings in the middle of fucking nowhere and then strategically demolish them for the shots is is great. It's fucking it's practical. Great. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I also want to, I mean, it's not too far removed from the animatronics and the puppetry, but I love the goo and viscera, the bright orange, like, innards of these things. Oh, yeah. it's great. The first time, it takes a while for it to get there, too. Like, you get a taste of it with the one that crashes into the dried-out uh, canal, but you don't really get it until you have Bert's bomb go off in the first one, right? Yeah, and then and it, like, spray it all over the everybody. Rocks. It's like, yeah, yeah, we killed it, and then you have the classic, like, then you get skewered with it or, like, sprayed with everything. Yeah, hits uh, the dickhead kid right in the face. Who, what a brilliant... What, okay, what else was he in? I he looked like... so familiar. Maybe he just looked a lot like the main bully from season one of uh, Stranger Things, but like he looks so familiar. Uh, a cursory IMDb tells me that his second most known for movie is Pearl Harbor, where he played sun, Sunburnt Sailor. Jesus So I, I don't think he had a particularly so he, he prolific looks kind, movie career. He looks kind of like... Other, like bully from Stranger Things is what I'm guessing. Well, now hold on, Jake. He did play Homeboy Number Two in Can't Hardly Wait. That's fucking <laughs> it, dude. That's it. God damn. Yeah. What Good else times. does do right? Good times noodle salad. Uh, this is a short one. We don't have to spend a lot of times on it. But uh, the gunfire montage in uh, in the basement where they're the just gummers. unloading bolt action rifles into it. <laughs> And it's just like you, you, you're just cutting back and forth between, uh, between whatever their names are, uh, the husband and wife pair, and they're just every time you cut back to them, they they're holding a new set of guns or whatever, and then and then it culminates in Reba McIntyre with two six shooters, just boom, 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 it's boom. So it's so stupid. I love it. It's yeah. Uh, it encapsulates well one of the things that this probably does th- that we should say here, and I think we've been dancing around it for a second, which is that this is exactly the right amount of goofy without being stupid. Yes. Yep. Uh, it it, it's pretty it stupid. walks it walks the it is very stupid, but I I don't know. I think it walks that line in a very delicate, possibly completely unintentionally manner. Okay. Where they just strike the right balance. And part of that is based off of the performance of the, you know, the chemistry on set of the people. Kevin Bacon famously said that this was like the most fun he's ever had shooting a movie and that probably reflects I thought he in hate, the actual I thought he like rude the day that he made this movie for a while. I am going off of one unresearched IMDb trivia bullet point, so okay. I'm pretty sure my argument is infallible here, Jake. Yeah, Mark, that sounds I, right. Yeah, I like the yeah. combination of delicately and possibly unintentionally. It's like the baby from Baby's Day Out crawling on top of the girder as it's swinging yeah, around exactly. and crawling perfectly onto the next thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what this movie is. <laughs> it got to the end destination alive, and... It delivered. I don't know if it thought it was going to, though, or if it was even aware of what was going on the whole Well, time. I think it's also, I mean, why some of the line delivery works so well, right? Like, after after they kill that first worm, or after they're leaving, the 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 bunker doomsday prepper guy is talking about it. He's like, I've got a steel-reinforced basement. I've got ammo and food and filtered water to last through a nuclear holocaust. And it's a fucking underground monster that comes up and kills me. It's like kind of nihilistic. <laughs> like, doesn't fucking matter what you do. You're fucked, whatever. But it, oh like, man, it just course. plays awesomely. Yeah. Does anybody have anything in the movie does middle? I have two quick things that, okay. that it go in the middle. The first of which, I guess this was intentional and part of the final product. When yeah. I initially watched it, I was like, why is there a censored version that's available on Netflix? And then I found out that they deliberately re-ADR'd some lines to 
remove swears and change things they to mother humpers many swears, though. this did the like pg-13 thing to the book where it was like a non-sexual fuck and there was only one of them yeah no they well yeah so i they watched say the censored like version for precisely this reason and it is obvious when he says mother humping it's great <laughs> yeah you can, yeah yeah okay, the mother actually, humping is the yes, one that does it on so Netflix, here's what here's said yeah they say up, fucker up. but you hear humper yeah yeah, some no, 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 no. Somewhat apocryphally, what happened was there were a lot more F-bombs in the script, and they shot it and recorded it, and then when they submitted it for uh, review, they still thought they'd get PG-13 or whatever, um, but there, it was too much, so they had to go back and just ADR over them. So they're, this isn't the censored version. This is the regular version. I just think it's funny that they are very clearly, you know, finding a stranger in the Alps. Yeah, why? Why don't more fucking movies do the the Big Lebowski? The dad thing? swearing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, they, they they really should because that's not eighty yard. They got John Goodman to do that scene eight different times and say different things. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be the intelligent thing to do, and it is pretty damn funny when it happens. Um, the other one that I had in Does Middle though was the music. I I get that this isn't really a horror movie, right? I mean, it is. A, it's a horror movie in the sense that it's Whoa. a monster movie. What? This is. <laughs> okay, yes, it, you're right. It is a horror movie in the sense that it's a monster movie. I think what you're getting towards is that it's not a scary ultimately movie. from a scare factor standpoint, our scores are probably going to be low. Right, and you can tell that the movie is not intending itself to be scary based off of the music that they play in one of the most intense scenes where they're pole vaulting between rocks trying not to die. And it's just like this whimsy, like modern western like you would hear this in the background of city slickers it's type some, like shit cumberland like, cross style like cla- <laughs> yeah, neoclassical exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly there, you know it's it's like a steel guitar and a few other like it's just kind of like a fun little like look how fun this adventure we're having is <laughs> trying not to music. get eaten. yeah it's kind of yeah, yeah i agree uh, um i just thought i thought that was what the movie does middle because obviously it knows the shtick it's going for it's doing it correctly but it's very blatantly tipping its hand to the point that it's like just not trying to be yeah, scary i think it's, try- I think to, it's but... trying to do the monster thing in like a tasteful way that most people could find accessible so I... we're gonna do the monster thing but we're gonna do it tasteful I, okay i read the imdb or I, I read this on wikipedia the... <laughs> but I, I read the imdb for this trying to confirm it could not confirm it this was okay. they reshot the entire score re had the score redone by an entirely new composer. The first one okay. was a sp- supposedly too much of a horror movie and not fun enough. The first one was Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be really interested to see what the one they thought was too much horror and not fun enough was. But well, I also ultimately yeah. think they probably landed on the better of the two choices. I agree, from an overall film. Uh, but yeah. I could not confirm that uh, on, like, the I- they don't credit two different, you know, composers or anything on IMDb, so. Huh. One of the, one of life's great mysteries. Next, when we get Kevin Bacon on uh, in in the future, we'll <laughs> yeah, just ask him. Special guest Kevin on. Bacon. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, get him lined up pretty soon. So I put this in does middle, but maybe straddling the line into does wrong. So this is going to be my bridge. Let's just kind of go into does wrong, and I'll put this one in the middle. Jake, I agree with you. I like the way that these creatures like track sound and find you based on sound. But the way it's executed in this movie is so preposterously stupid and inconsistent that it's sure. really distracting and infuriating. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, like let me, yeah, like the, I think that the the scene that affects me the most on that from that standpoint, Jack, is like when it's a linchpin scene too, where Bacon is running for the bulldozer. <laughs> they get him out there, and he's having to like 
jostle himself. I'm trying not to like move too much because I'm doing it. You're doing like now. a little snake wiggle there. Yeah, I like he's, it. Sexy. he's having to not jostle himself too much physically, but he's like got one of his legs off the ground. And he's like moving it around the tongue. You would absolutely be making noise that that thing that's directly below you could hear at that point. And a hundred Bull- bulldozers are perfect you. conductors of sound. I don't know if you do that. He hadn't gotten to the bulldozer yet, Mark. He hadn't gotten oh, I'm there. Sorry. It's while yeah. he's just he's standing just on there. the ground. Like the fact that these things just some sometimes it's like exactly when the script needs them to, they freeze and they need something I to be totally, making sound to I, move yeah. at all. I totally agree with this take. This is something that I also had. It, Whereas, it like, is preposterous because also like if you're on a rock, if you're on a big rock, like they're all like, oh, it's super patient. Well, at the same time, it's like there's this gigantic like iceberg thing that you're like vibrating the fuck out of constantly. This was gonna be a nitpick, but fuck it, I'm doing it. It does no, wrong. It's a it's a wrong dude. No, no, the, the the one specific line where the graduate student woman says these Mindy. rocks are perfect conductors, so we're safe on top of. If they're perfect that's, conductors of sound, then that you're that's the worst possible place. That's to That's absolutely be. wrong. Let you know what, Jack. Let's take this moment to put MSU on blast. <laughs> Wherever you're getting your PhD that's MSU that's green, and I'm just going to uh, go out on a limb and think that that's Michigan State, you can go fuck yourself. Michigan I assumed State. it was like a fake, wow. like a, a Mountain State <laughs> University kind fuck of thing. Fuck you, Sparty. I Mountain was, State. I thought it was a Mountain State University, like a fake college, like Empire State know, University. Green, where green and Parker white goes. MSU, pretty well-regarded university, I think Michigan State. And okay. Fuck them. Whatever. There you go. They, Sparty they, being poorly represented here. They train terrible sound engineers seism- seismologists seismologists that said though i think it would be really funny if when they when they heard that it was a perfect conductor for sound they just like sat down on it and ripped the biggest fart they possibly could that'd be the thing right just set up a fucking <laughs> jackhammer on top of one of those rocks and you're good to go it's like a quiet place you'll drive them the fuck away immediately well the jackhammer yeah. in this movie didn't work it attracted so there's another inconsistency but you do it on top of a perfect conductor jake oh a perfect conductor you're right i'm missing that yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like asphalt, which is an imperfect. Conductor. A- asphalt is. That's imperfect. the other thing. Yeah, if you're on top of, why is being on top of a rock better than being on top of asphalt? Jack, I don't know what you're <laughs> fucking talking about. It doesn't Jake, make any sense. The one you you said the one that pissed you off the most was Kevin Bacon running. It's not even close for me. Well, it's, it's because stupid that's fucking like one of the most scene. important parts of the movie. For me, it's the pole vaulting. That's that that scene almost ruined the whole movie for me. No way. It it's so what? stupid. The fact that Why? they throw a rock down on the ground and the mouth comes up immediately, but they stab a pole into the ground repeatedly. Immediately after they show you it's swallowing a pogo stick whole, it's like, nah, that we're cool with. Which and also, did I miss something, or should was there an in-world explanation as to why there were three perfectly made pole vaults just oh, lying next hey, to a rock? And we're getting of the so close to nitpicks, dude. No, this is does nitpick. wrong. This scene I is have that stupid. I have a nitpick with that scene that is not what it does wrong. <laughs> I okay, guarantee. I have I have one quick thing that the movie does do wrong. I'll get this out of the way, and then we can move along. Um, they should have fucking killed Melvin. Oh my god. That kid you guys said earl- sucks. You, you can't yeah, do you guys it. said you earlier can't that do it. You can't. You, you guys said earlier that the the characters that these people are playing, the tropes that these people are playing, are not exaggerated to the point where they become annoying. That is mostly true, Except with the exception of fucking Melvin, who should die in a fire. Yeah, I had fire. I mean, my mind. <laughs> oh my god! They even have it. They have it set up perfectly to be the boy who cried wolf of just like he'll scream and then the grab boy will get him and then they'll be too late when they show up because he screamed and played too many pranks. And it's or not whatever. like I mean, this is an example of this movie playing it more for the 
crowd that will accept it, right? Like, I, it's it doesn't have the the free holes to kill the kid off like Jaws does early in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, nobody yeah, accepted I, Jaws well, as a film. Yeah, and that, that yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the, obviously you can't kill the kid, but you know what you could have done is made the made the kid made the kid less wanting me to kill it. I said that perfectly. I I, you did say that perfectly. Who does the it kid belong to, by the way? We're getting so much into it picks. Let's just block, blow the whistle. Is he, does the woman have two children or is he just this kid that has a basketball and lives in this town for no reason? <laughs> yeah, his vagrant. parents are gone. He's just, he's just some What the fuck? He's a, he's a latchkey he kid. To? He's a timeless entity. He just, like, he just. What is the, okay, and on that note, what the fuck is this town? Like, there's no got a general store, perfection, a yard, and two residents. <laughs> I almost, I, you know what? America is a weird place and there are a lot of towns that don't make much sense, but this might be the most illogical town I've ever seen. I don't know. Isn't there Population a town? Population 14. What, what about the, t- like, isn't, wasn't Zizix that town built for, purely for spite by a, like, snake oil salesman? I don't, dude, I, you're, you, but you're describing the most outrageous concept possible. But no, that's a real town. Yes, but what I'm saying is this, is like you're comparing it at least. Yeah. Okay. I, I, real thing that I, I don't know what point we're world making. This is very confusing. Oh my God. Mark, I'm, tra- a- I'm just trying to say that my nitpick is that this town probably doesn't exist in there's- nature. Okay. So, so let's, let's just piece this out a little bit. It was at one point a mining town. Yes. The mine dried up and people left. But there's still a general a mining, store. The mining town is not going to exist right there because you would either be like against the mountain or you would have something that you'd be dredging. Like this is, there's nothing. You're talking like so. I don't know. That's where the road was made, man. Yeah, I mean, mining towns do exist like ten miles away from the mine itself, the mine camp itself. Yeah, go to like Silver City or Kamloops, where my brother-in-law <laughs> lives, or Dick Shooter. <laughs> Dick, Sh- <laughs> Dick Shooter is in the mountains, dude. Uh, okay. I've never been. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's in the Hawaii's. Uh, listener, Dick Shooter, Idaho, is a real place. <laughs> Yeah, that, I guess I would have been weird for not Idahoans. <laughs> yeah, I had to clear that. I up. just I I thought the world knew of Dick Shooter. Uh, no one knows population of, Dick of twelve Shooter, people. Man. We have Dick Shooter and we have the Whiskey Dick Wilderness. If we're going chronologically, I'll start at the very beginning of the movie. I know this is sort of a gag, but I have a nitpick with how Kevin Bacon swings a fucking hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it, I I have the same take until like it called attention to the fact, and then I was like, whatever, it's your joke. Yeah, Fine. I but. I don't know. If if they meant to do that intentionally, great. Kudos to them. Neat pick. If they, they did mean to. It was the whole joke. Like I don't know if they meant to. Yeah. Mark. 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 It what? was Kevin Bacon a could joke. be a city boy. He's absolutely yeah. not a city boy. Mark, that was like the that he could be a city boy. what? Like he's he swinging at it. He's holding the hammer wrong, missing. He swings it ten times at the fucking staple that he's placing. Hits it three times, and Earl's like, dude, you kidding me? Like, it's all a joke. It's all a gag. I know you said okay. it's a gag. It's a gag. It's a gag. Neat pick. Neat pick. Okay. He He's got there. terrible with uh, tools in general. I mean, when he fucking, when they're stuck on the rock, he throws the shovel down. Like, you, you don't think that might ever come in handy again? You got a bunch of rocks sitting around you. Don't use the shovel as your canary down that coal mine. I want to talk oh, more good. about that Great. stupid fucking pole vaulting scene. I also don't think they'd be able to do it. Like, I also think if you failed at pole vaulting, 
it wouldn't look like you swing slowly towards the middle and then fall gracefully back down onto the rock. I don't think any of the pole vaulting would work at all like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, let's all just do the thing that is so fucking hard. Has anyone tried to pole vault before? Yes, it's, it's so goddamn hard. Requires, uh, okay, can I get to my nitpick now? This was yes. the yes, okay, yes. So, we're in the nitpick section, talking about the thing multiple, you wanted to talk about. Multiple actually nitpicks with that scene in the pole vaulting in particular. Pole pole vault nitpick prime is that those poles that they are using are completely rigid whereas to pole vault part of the whole thing is that the pole itself bends so you're gonna have some like issues with the fact that it doesn't bend so jack to your point this is this plays directly into that if you fail like if you don't plant it quite right or whatever you could go like just straight to the left and like and down will. onto the ground. <laughs> now, now I I have a quick question for you guys. Are either of you familiar with and I am going to butcher this Fearless Yepin? The 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 Obviously. Danish yes. sport? Yes. yes, I am. The, yes. The, 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 the sport the huge, where you, you go like over the ditch, right? Yeah, you go over a river and then yeah. you like it the point is to do a long jump style that thing. That is a into, rigid pole. And you, yeah, you, exactly. you have to climb it as you're going up and then use your momentum to get it to move forward and get you over the ditch. But that, that's what yeah. I was going to say. If the reason that the pole vault, ha- the pole vaulting pole, has to be flexible yes. is because it has to like spring you upwards. These yes. ones, they wouldn't necessarily have to be sprung upward, but they have to fucking get it perfectly in one. Yes. And and two steps off of a rock is not going to give you what you need to do what you need to do. That being said, here's my actual main nitpick with this. This is what drove me. You crazy said nitpick prime just a second ago, asshole. Nit nitpick prime with pole vaulting. <laughs> nitpick prime with the scene, however, is that they pick up the posts or whatever the pipes, whatever the fuck they were, off the ground, and they're like six feet long. And then you have the wide shot of them, and those are like fourteen foot poles. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Continuity I mean, error. Continuity error. It, a piece of fence that fit would be so heavy if it was like eleven feet long or however they are. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. That thing would weigh like I don't even I, thirty-five pounds. Way 25? more than that. Way more than that. What is hollow? All I'm saying is, if I were on a rock and you handed me one of those things and you were like, "Hey, use this to extend your jumping range," I would look at you. Like you were a moron, because that is definitely not how that's going to... I'm going to try this, and I am going to immediately fall on the ground and get eaten by a grapple. Yeah, this is a, a plan that requires three different people to successfully pole vault five different times each is the stupidest possible plan. I 100% agree. And that's and all. I also fully endorse everyone going out there and looking at the fear lepin bloopers that happen when people get stuck at the top and then like fall sideways into the canal. <laughs> it's that's, hilarious. That's also ignoring all the other problems we talked about earlier with that scene, which, and, th- and then also beyond that, they shouldn't even be alive. It gets fucking cold in the desert at night. A fucking jeans jacket isn't going to keep you alive. And Kevin Bacon wasn't even wearing it. And Kevin Bacon has like. I don't know, 6% body fat at this point in his career. He's very dead. Yeah. I don't know. He is a very hot person, and that probably just keeps him alive. Like, his own attractiveness actually keeps him warm. <laughs> Have you thought Jesus. about that? No. Oh, that's a great, it's a great point that you raise, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I do make them every once in a while. 
<laughs> I I'm gonna change the subject here a little bit. Great. This is this is actually a pretty sizable nitpick. Possibly what the movie does wrong. How would a creature that spends its entire life and I don't know if we know the gestational age of these things or like what how, what how long they're actually been in the ground? Maybe they're a day old. Who gives a shit? But how would a creature that spends its life underground burrowing through clay and dirt and smaller rocks or whatever kill itself by running into like a ha- like a one inch thick concrete slab? It's it's so stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I could run honestly. I could run full speed into a concrete slab and not kill myself. I would very injure myself substantially, but I wouldn't die. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it would make a great YouTube video. You ran head first. You could get towards killing. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, either Anyways, way. The, the point is, these things like swim through dirt and rocks and, you know, marble slabs in the ground. It's its whole fucking life. <laughs> and it's not like concrete is a particular... I mean, it's hard, but... <laughs> I, I, whatever that is, an inch or two inches of concrete, you're hitting it at like an, this this right angle to it. It's not going to be as strong as you're thinking. They show you just be. how brittle it is when they peel it away to get the corpse out. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I, I don't know that this is now not making any sense. It's it's all very stupid. Uh, hey, Kevin Bacon, if you're trying to unplug a fridge that you're gonna have to slide away from the wall to reach a cord, maybe don't jump all the way on top of on it and it. then tell everyone else to move it underneath <laughs> you. What a lazy dickhead, right? He's all he's in it for show, man. He's in it for show. For sure, in it for show. Hmm. Uh, boys, I just have an update for you. It's now so hot in this room that I got a message from my phone saying your phone is getting warm and needs to shut down some features to cool down. Also, listener, Good. notedly, it was 73 degrees in Boise today, so Jack's home is, like, producing <laughs> ridiculous amounts of Jake, heat. Jake, you've been we in got, this We got another room. 30 degrees I have. It's like its own heat box. <laughs> and now it has all that protective sound equipment. And it's a like fridge. It's, like, basically an oven. And a fridge. You're gonna you be, should just, yeah, but just open the fridge door in. and let the is cold the air escape. Is the fridge even plugged in right now? Yeah, it's full of Coors Lights. Nice. That's not local, Jack. No, but those I got 100 ba- of them. Those are background <laughs> beers, Mark. It's fine. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Also, like I said, Mark, just Actually, by the way, not, not pick. If you <laughs> were to part. not be constrained by what's happening right now, Banquet would have been the objective correct selection because they drink a lot of Banquet in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. I want to talk about the rock slide and the disparity okay. between what they show happening to the second guy who's killed in the rock slide versus the thing that ends up being on the road. Because they show literally two boulders. they uh, Not even boulders. Two rocks. Two sizable rocks falling on the guy. And yeah, that would kill you. And we did get a pretty good shot of like what that mountainside looks like and like what's on top and everything else. And then all of a sudden, it's enough to blockade... The entire roadway. Yeah, uh, that's my yeah, nitpick. That's, the mean, end. A, that's a rock slide. You know what am I gonna say? <laughs> well, I'm just surprised. Like, I'm surprised they couldn't find a place to shoot that had like the possibility of an actual rock slide. They're shooting next to like a little berm thing that, even if it fully collapsed, would block like a, a bit of one lane. <laughs> uh, here's a different nitpick. 
them giving Kevin Bacon a Mac 10 to fight this armored underground sandworm is effectively <laughs> the same as them giving the kid an unloaded pistol. It's the stupidest possible weapon to select for fighting against this fucking worm. Yeah. If he holds it sideways, then it will be a kill shot though. Can I ask <laughs> like the okay, other uh, tangentially related nitpick. Bert Gummer and his arsenal when they are on the roof and he's firing his fucking elephant gun into the dirt, this thing is ostensibly like not, it's like right there, right? Because these things pop up immediately. I'm guessing it's barely below the surface. That's like an, it's a fucking elephant gun. It's like an eight gauge shotgun. Like that thing is going to penetrate. That could penetrate an inch of dirt. No problem. <laughs> that could penetrate a foot of dirt. Probably no problem. But then Full it could also then penetrate the carapace. Who knows? Dude, the car- the carapace is stronger when it's underground. So you combine that with the inch of dirt, all of a sudden you got a stew going. You got a stew. Yeah. Okay, fine. Not pick. Uh, also, he makes <laughs> pipe right. bombs that would, in reality, be very ineffective. I won't say exactly why, for fear that somebody might take that as me giving people advice on how to build pipe bombs, but those pipe bombs would be wholly ineffective. Jack, we're in a society right now where giving advice on things that you should not be giving advice on is wholly accepted, I think. Yeah, the fucking president's doing it every goddamn day. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Uh, Hey, while we're on the subject of pipe bombs, if I have a pipe bomb and I'm going to throw it, I'm going to throw it, you know, further than about three feet from the thing that I'm sitting in. The way he throws (laughs) it is so just like, eh. I'm just going to, like, toss it. It it goes, I mean, when it detonates, it is... At maximum 10 feet from where they are. <laughs> and that's accounting for how high off the ground he is when he throws it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, terrible. They can't terrible have this pipe bomb acting. Yeah, they can't really have this both ways. Either, like, these things are not effective or they're all going to fucking die in the sequence where there's, like, 30 of them that explode at once. Or or the one where there's, a, yeah, where the pipe bomb explodes three feet from them. It's, like, behind yeah. the boulder from them. Yeah, Ugh. all of that would, yeah. There's an inconsistency in the effectiveness of the pipe bomb. My last nitpick is with the scene immediately after Kevin Bacon kills the last graboid, and then they're all cheering like they saw exactly what happened. How the fuck did they see When he's any like a that? quarter mile down the fucking <laughs> prairie or whatever, yeah. And he's just like, it's over, and they're like, what? They're like, cool. <laughs> Jack's gone, by the way. Good, good work, everybody. We did a yeah. Jack's frozen in a very. Are you seeing a frozen Jack? Yes, I am. In a very funny. He he probably said the zinger. Come on, There's just there's no way they'd be able to know what the fuck happened to that graboid. It's impossible. Yeah, you know, I think he probably mimed it. You know, they played a long range game of charades, and they just got it on the you're first see- try. You're seeing Kevin Bacon's actions in real time. It's a deleted scene. They, 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 the actual uh, charade of the uh, of of trying to illustrate a graboid penetrating through a wall and then like flopping and just landing on the ground. This was way too graphic a charade for them to include in a PG thirteen movie because it just looks like he's like fisting <laughs> a cow. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't have a fisting a cow Jesus charade. Christ, in yeah. Stature, you're right. I think one of the things that I found funny at the end there too was that they've gone out of their way to describe like how these people know in depth how many of these graboids they're facing and this is the last one and at the end they're cheering but they're all super reluctant to get off the rock like 
Burt Gummer is fucking <laughs> like towing the line of like, do I step off the rock? Do I not? This might actually be a neat pick because like after something like that, that's How, yeah, probably going to leave some of these people with PTSD. Like you'd probably be a little hesitant to get off the rock too. You know what I mean? He's just dancing oh, yeah. on the edge. He's dancing. Yeah. I, I mean, it would, it would yeah, definitely it, exactly. would. It makes a lot of sense in world. Yeah. So I was also kind of wondering if. I was wondering if in a quiet place the shot of the stupid whiteboard where it says like three of them known in the area was an homage to this because it's like I don't fucking know the script says there's four of them so we know there's four of them. I doubt it. <laughs> That'd be a weird homage, but I hear you. Yeah, that's stupid. This was a cla- an, an homage to the classic Tremors where there are three of something. So we decided to include that in our script. But Tremors <laughs> is such it over-indexes so much in your heart that like you know. What are you going to do? It just subconsciously works its way in sometimes. Maybe yeah. it is an homage. Yeah. Who knows? Krasinski I have a quick the type question. of guy who would like Tremors. Get the fuck out of here. So the, so the thing that Reba McIntyre does when they get back to their house that attracts the Tremors from like four miles away, what the hell is she doing? She just pours a bunch of bullets into a bowl full of sand and puts that in like a rock polisher and hits go. Does anyone know what? she's doing no no that okay if that is a part of like making your own bullets that far exceeds my knowledge on the subject i, I have no fucking idea I, I don't think it's part of making your own bullets because she starts with bullets <laughs> <laughs> but bullets are one of the primary ingredients and if you Maybe need bullets way to, to make ex- bullets then i don't think you're i don't think your process is she's, very efficient she's she's making a landmine i i mean Maybe. that might be somewhat true Maybe she's extracting the shot from bullets so she can add a higher charge or something. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, something something hardening them. A full metal jacket, gunpowder. <laughs> Maybe she, she's just polishing them. Mark, it is a rock polisher. She wants them nice and shiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to polish. Got to polish your bullets. They fly <laughs> exactly. straighter. Exactly, it's important. <laughs> I got I nothing you. else. Should we go to uh, ratings? I have a quick neat pick. Uh, the rock that they're Ooh. all hiding on at the end looks like a butt. <laughs> oh, shit. You really cracked Let's this case wide open. <laughs> we overdated Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Eric, who'd rate being compared to Vince Neil. Eric, uh, you're being compared to Vince Neil. Does, oh, are you God. flattered by that? Uh, no, I fucking hate Motley Crue. Is it? Oh. And for 10, think about Vanilla Ice. Would write Doing Secret of the Ooze Part 2. I've always had a love for the Turtles, and when I did Secret of the Ooze Part 2, uh, it was the highlight of my life ever. I mean, I'll never top it, no matter what I do. Stars, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your story rating. Yeah, I went with the six here. Uh, this is not doing from a cheer story standpoint, which is a hard thing to say this deep in the proceedings, this isn't doing that much you did a great job, off though. script for your monster movie. Like, it's following those monster tropes for a reason, and I think that it does a good job of that, but you can only score so high a mark in that regard. So the things that I love about this are going to come just a little bit later. Fair enough. Mark, what about you? I actually also went with a six. I We... He kind of said it already. This is a pretty unique and interesting concept. Like the idea of Graboids as a monster is what makes this a captivating movie. Uh, But it's still a relatively straightforward package, which is beneficial to the movie overall. It doesn't need a bunch of extra story. But 
insofar as uh, this is basically a judicious lack thereof story movie. It's, it's just a it's a town of people trying not to die. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, I'll buy that. Um, I actually gave it a five. I agree with everything you guys said. I'm just penalizing it more for though that they had a unique concept. The fact that they didn't write any consistency into how these fucking things operate is a little bit too much for me, so I had to penalize them for that. In story. In story. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, okay, they wrote whatever. no fucking okay. consistency okay. into okay. it. Uh, it's not an okay. effect. Um, that's going to take us into world building and immersion. Jake, what is your world building and immersion been, score? It, it could have been part of that. I, I gave world building and immersion. This is where it, it, it brings it back. Uh, I gave this an eight and a half. This is where the uniqueness shines through to me. Um, the world is kind of a wacky one, but it plays it just straight enough like we talked about. And I'm immersed in this movie. Like, it's funny. It's charming. It's entertaining. It's engaging. It's action-oriented for a lot of it. Just enough. I mean, it's not over the top. But, like, this is an entertaining movie to watch. It's a high score. Eight and a half. Fair enough. Mark, what about you? I don't disagree, but I did go lower. I appreciate the fact that you went eight and a half. I gave it a six again here. Hmm. It, on balance, this is a very easy movie to watch, and I do appreciate that. The thing I wasn't really expecting on second viewing, or well, I guess not second viewing. The, viewing. Yeah, 50, 50 second viewing, something like this. Um, it does kind of drag more than I remembered it. After they leave the town, that stretch is like kind of long and it gets a little boring for a minute. Yeah, I had that And for a movie that's only 96 minutes long, like the fact that it gets boring kind of right at the end there, it's like, eh, okay, we could do better than this. <laughs> Overall, though, they build a good world, and it's a it's a highly watchable movie, so it's still better than average. Yeah, I give it a seven. Um, I I'm kind of splitting the difference between you guys, and I don't have anything new to add, so I'm just going to leave it at that. That's going to take us into scare factor. Jake, what is your scare factor score? I gave this a two and a half. They don't go. They they tip. They they nod to the horror areas, but they don't go very far. Like this is not a scary movie, nor is it trying to be, but it is a horror movie in the respect that like this is a monster movie and there are these things that are attacking and totally eviscerating people. But that's as family friendly as you could probably make it considering the circumstances, so it's low. Yeah, Mark, what about you? Yeah, I, I went a little bit lower. I gave it a two. I mean, in certain websites you look at, this isn't actually even listed as horror. It's comedy, comma, black comedy or dark comedy or whatever. Uh, I, it's, it's, it is a horror movie because it yes. is a monster flick, but they're not trying to scare you at all. They're not trying to have a high score here, so why would I give that to them? The only reason it's not a one is because of sort of the the genius of the monsters themselves. I think it's a really good concept well, to have yeah, and yeah, a subterranean a... thing trying to eat you from what you think is, a, you know, safety, just standing somewhere innocuously, but yeah. it actually comes and gets you from below. You have a couple moments too, right? Like stakes at the start with the old farmer guy and like his disembodied head, like kind of. In yeah. That... <laughs> it's like a disembodied face. It's Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's that... the front of his head. <laughs> that part's, that part's a little bit, Ugh, but yeah, yeah, you know, yep. Yeah, I gave totally. it two. I completely agree with everything you guys said. The only thing I'd add is that, like, even the stuff it does to make the monsters scary, it kind of then takes away in how unscary they actually are just when the plot needs them to not attack something moving on the ground. Um, so, you know, you never really feel any danger at the two. Uh, that's going to take us yeah, into... Yeah, that's just plot armor. If, yeah, which is a problem for the scare factor. Uh, effects yeah. or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Jake... Seven and a half. Looks 
pretty damn good. I mean, I like the animatronics and puppetry and everything that they did from that perspective. I think it looks really good. Uh, it, this is a good example of a movie where they did some things that like might feel a little B, but they work a hell of a lot better than trying to go big with it and having it look like shit when you're, I don't know, 30 years down the road. Sound little bit harder like it, it, from a score standpoint we already talked about it a little bit like not obviously like super strong i think that it could have been a little better but i'm not sure what they uh, like i don't know the lore behind what this was initially scored as so it's hard for me to talk all i know is the end product and it was fine for what it ended up being so i you know i gave it a seven and a half holistically good mark what about you interestingly i also gave it a seven and a half and i'm wondering if we're too low the, the more I think be. about it, the more I think this this is a like really solid effects movie. the The monsters themselves look phenomenal. They built a town in order to shoot they, these I like kind of one off settings. I mean, I I hear you, but it's still three buildings, three buildings and a shed. Okay, I mean, but yeah, the buildings yeah. are sheds. Like they they didn't pour foundations. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My my point is, I this is probably. I think we're actually underrating this. So at this go point, higher. It's still. I already I look I'm not I'm not Jack I don't change my ratings on the fly okay, okay. this is I don't I, set I don't this in stone I don't take in I and watch. process information and make decisions based on that Jack no, will no, give no, it no, an no. eight it's fine I did give it an I, eight I, I will not waffle he did give it <laughs> I gave it an eight um this movie's fucking fantastic changed it. Was. no I absolutely didn't <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but uh it, it this movie's great the graboids look so fucking cool the combination of animatronics and puppetry is rad as all hell um even the stuff they do to like fully have that uh pogo stick suck into the ground well from a plot perspective i think is stupid from an effects perspective is a fucking masterpiece like that's really cool things that they make these monsters be able to do yeah and then spit it back out yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah i love that shit the pipe bombs look Visual good the explosions look good the viscera is awesome this is an eight it's not perfect but it's way up there they, they did a great job with this film let's get us into overall jake Six and a half overall. I really like this movie, but from a horror podcast, I'm also super happy we talked about it. That's why I picked it. But from a horror podcast standpoint, it's hard to give it a super high score. This is more on your entry level level, level side. Uh, it can't have that high of a score from a horror standpoint at that point. Six and a half. Yeah, Mark. Jake and I are in lockstep. I it's, This is weird. I'm not used to agreeing with you guys as much as I do right now. Uh, I gave it a six and a half as well. This is sort of one of those OG classics that I think probably deserves to be grandfathered in, in a way. And it's not like we always need monster movies to be that scary. Uh, you know, I also really fucking loved Critters, and that's not a, not a scary movie. At all. Not probably, <laughs> probably arguably a little bit more in the scare category than this one, but like sometimes you need that campy B-movie fun summer ride. That's what this movie is. It's like a great summer entertainment movie that you can just throw on when your house is air-conditioned and it's hot as fuck outside, or it's spring and you live in Jack's house and for some reason it's 105 degrees and you're in your upstairs room. My phone shut down. It got so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm not far uh, behind whatever. it. Six Look, and a half. I gave it a six. Um, we're 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 fucking circling the wagons here, boys. I I completely agree with what you said. This movie's rad as hell. I wasn't expecting to be as annoyed by the plot issues I had with it this time around, but I was. So there you go. Uh, it's a great movie. It's definitely worth a watch. It's not without its faults. 
All right, boys. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It's an easy thumbs up for this guy. Thumbs up for me, too. Hey, who has two thumbs and has given this two thumbs up? This guy. That would be four thumbs, though. I was pointing with my toes. You couldn't see it. Who has who has one thumb and is also giving this movie a thumbs up? But if you only have one thumb, guy. then how are you doing both? Well, because I'm using one thumb to point at me and one thumb. It should be who has two thumbs, thumbs and is using one of those thumbs to give this a thumbs up. This guy and the other thumb to point at himself. There we go. We really solved that, Mark. That's Good work. me. Holy That's shit, me. Okay, Jake! What's yeah, that guy a, doing? Yeah, yeah. It's a thumbs up for me too. I like this is a really good example of a movie that for like your horror. The people who are super into horror, I think that it potential. I don't know. It potentially could be a little bit divisive because you're gonna have people who are like, "Hell yeah, that movie's rad. I love it." You're gonna have people who be like, "That's not that scary." Like whatever. It depends on your like perspective. But also, this is a movie that I have made this mistake before. I'll probably make it again. Mark's gonna fucking eviscerate me when I say this. But yep. I watched this movie and then I I watched it by myself and then I heard from the fiance. Oh my god, I wanted to watch that movie with you. Why didn't you ask me what the hell were you doing? I like that movie. Oh my god. Like this that's a perfect example. Like if that's a movie that someone who's not into horror, like my fiance is not, is already A, she knows of, B, she wanted to watch, and then C, like she's mad? Like this is a thumbs up. Like that's the perfect <laughs> example. Hold on, hold on, Jake. You get one shot at redemption on this one. Did you then follow up her anger and frustrations with, it's okay, honey, I'm just about to start Tremors 2? Oh, you fucked this up. Oh, I just saw oh a look God, of panic no, shoot across Jake's face. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had the conversation, and I happened to watch... I happened to watch Tremors 2 during a time when she was doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. Oh, my God. You have ruined this Yeah, one. you really you fucked this, this up. Is, oh, we, my God. You have fucked this up. Let's get the fuck out of here before you fuck anything else I up. give you a thumbs you down. You should cut this whole thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let this be an example to you, sir. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You'll never listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. She might. No, though. I won't. I won't, but she will. <laughs> This has been episode 181 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, right now, we just hope you all are being safe. If you're still here hanging out with us right now and you like what you're hearing, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. But maybe bookmark that and for right now, put that money towards a place where it really should be going, which is to help feeding America, like the link that we've had down there for a while now. Any other local prospects that you might be interested in, that's where that money should really be going and where we prefer you spend it. So please do that and then come hang out with us later. We're still going to be here trying to make the same great content for you anyway. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are getting right back to another Patreon pick. This one is coming at us from real friend of the podcast for a long time now. Ty, it is BFW, a really brand new horror movie. This one came out like maybe two months ago at most. Hell yeah. Or my timelines are off. It's this year. We know it's recent. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We have no idea what this movie's about, so that's a, that's a rarity. We're looking forward to it. I, I'm already knowing it's better than our previous patron pick, so... Uh, yes. <laughs> the, what might, which might be the worst movie ever made. 
So it can only go up, and that's going to be coming at you one week from today, hopefully. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Everybody knows the Earth is box-shaped, and I won't hear otherwise. <laughs>